Hello, we are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sleuths on all major podcast platforms. Well, hello, Salon Sleuth fans and Leslie. How are you today, my dear? Oh my God. I think I'm just, I don't think I'm as busy as you, but today I feel like I'm busy. Really? I think you are just as busy. You just, I just do um, crap. I do yeah, you, things all day long. You have like, like you're a little bit more like lots of different things and have to switch gears. And I'm, I don't know. I'm a personal manager to a lot of people. I need a personal manager. God, Michael's lucky. I think in some places, cause he's like, do this, do this. And like, so I help them out as much as oh, I can, but oh my gosh, you I need, are, I need a me. I need a wife. I need a he me says too. He wants to help me pick it out. I'm like, no, this is for me. It's not like <laughs> like, my wife. This is not sister wives. Okay. I did not plan on talking to the talking about this, but since you just segued into it, did you hear that one of the sister wives is actually leaving uh, Cody? I have never seen that show. So oh. I know what. I watch movies, oh which by the way, I watched a really good one last night. What? And, um, you know, because I'm trying to learn American sign language. Yes. Um, our, my teacher recommended this and then Ella just happened to find it. And I was like, oh my God, I, he mentioned this. And she's like, no way it's called. I'll come back to it. Sorry, okay. Sorry. All right. Well, and for our listeners, I just told Leslie that I brought home one of the little devices that we had on our ghost hunting night and I turned it on and it's been flashing at me and I'm like, okay, what, what is it getting there? So we've moved it behind me so she can see it and I can see it in my video. So we'll see if it goes off. It hasn't gone off now since we've been sitting here, but when it was over here by me, when I first turned it on, it was freaking out. I'm like, why are you freaking out? Okay. You're freaking me out. Um, so, but now I've moved it and it seems to have gone quiet. So maybe it's going to let us do our our podcast in peace. I don't know. We'll find out. But if anybody is here with me today, I would, you know, welcome you to light it up. Go ahead and give me a green light behind my shoulder. So I will see it. Um, Cause you know, Cindy said that my grandma was hovering around me once. So maybe I, maybe anybody my- though, I guess when it ah. starts to light up and they show up, you can ask. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's really funny because Rhonda, which is one of our listeners also took one home. Yes. And, um, she had some things happen at her house, but she already knew things happened at her house because it is common for this. Um, what is it called? Like a pull string or she she has two, she has two things that happen at her house. She has a pendant that's over her Island. It's only one pendant and it's, you know, glass and I'm the first one that I think noticed it. I don't know. We'll have to confirm that with her, but I was watching her on Marco Polo and I'm like, okay, the pendant is swinging behind you. Like, why is that just swinging away? And so then we, we've started noticing that this pendant does that. And then the second thing that she has noticed is that she has like a Tiffany style um, floor lamp 
and, you know, it has those little balls at the end of chains and the chains will just start moving. And I, I think as if I recall the story correctly, is that there's three balls on it, but, or two balls, but only one of them will start swinging. And so she's like, well, why would that one be swinging and not the other one? And there's not like the cat's not over there. There's not, you know, a window that would make it blow. So it's always kind of weird to her. It seems like it would take a lot to swing something that has a weight to the end of it. It's like a pendulum, right? Like, well, yeah, except the the issue is, is that it would be doing both of them. So like, yes, you know, I can see a breeze causing it for sure. It's like a wind chime, right? But, but to not to do one and not the other is, I think the complex part for me that I can't wrap my head around and the pen, the pendant we've been all around this. Like, is there a vent there? Is it too close to the door? So when you open the door, does it do it? No, like we've tried to recreate it and there's just nothing there that anybody can see. And when, um, she just texted me over the weekend, cause she was, I don't know, talking about it with her, um, boyfriend's son, who's only 10 and, or, or he was overhearing it or something. And he just popped off with, oh yeah, when we moved in, that thing was moving. Yeah. So I was going to ask you that, like yeah. her son, I, I thought it was a friend that maybe lived there before, but it was her son no. when they first moved there. Well, it's his mm-hmm. son. So, okay. you know, if, if they got married, it'd be her stepson, but it's not. Okay. Um, and he didn't seem freaked out about it. He's just like, oh yeah, that thing was going like that when we moved in. So like, even he has noticed it and knows that it does it. And he just, you know, kind of, it's kind of weird. You know, he did make her turn off the little um, device, however, because it was going (laughs) off and he said, you're freaking me out. Turn it off. It's scaring me. You know, this whole thing. I need to put mine up like just in the corner and just like, leave it, just keep changing the battery just to see if something happens. Yeah. When he first made them, they were, the alarms were super loud. So oh. that would be freaky, but if it's just a light, you know, it just getting light, your attention. Yeah. But that movie that I was trying to figure out is called The Sound of Metal. So he, oh, okay. and it, I thought it was based on a true story. It's not. It's loosely based on other stories, but yeah, um, he was like this metal rock guy. He was a drummer, and his girlfriend okay. in the movie is this like singer. She isn't really. She's just screaming into the microphone. Okay, and yeah. um, after that, like, that's the name. Movie, um, oh, I'm getting feedback from you. Uh oh. Right now? Yeah. I can hear myself. I'm going to put that over here. Is that that your microphone? Yeah, but it's off. It's just charging. So I don't know if there was feedback from that, if I get it away from the computer. Okay. Is that better? Um, By the way, your eyebrow filter is hilarious because every time you move, your eyebrows kind of jitter. I don't, I thought I turned that off. Oh, no, no, it's it's still there. (laughs) It's on my glasses. I was wondering why my glasses were so, what happens when I take... (laughs) <laughs> they move when you do. It's kind of funny. I can't like see the guy them. from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I can't see them. I need to turn them off. Oh my gosh. This is why I shouldn't play with my computer is because, you know, these things happen. <laughs> anyway, the guy loses his hearing because he's in this heavy metal band and um, like he, he kind of, it's going away, but he keeps playing yeah. and then it's just gone. But he had been a heroin addict in the past. So his girlfriend was really worried that because he's, dealing with this major change in his life that he would go back to drugs. So she immediately calls, I don't know if he's a manager or whatever, but they were able to find him this place, this facility to go to, to keep him clean, but that he can um, adapt to his new loss of hearing. 
and everybody just signs the whole time. And, you know, at first he's really just mad. Like he's, he doesn't want to be there. And then he starts to like connect with some of the kids that are in the deaf school and you see how he just kind of changes, but he still wants his hearing back. So he needs like $40,000 to have this surgery that can bypass something in the ear. And so he basically sells everything, his RV that him and his girlfriend lived in and all of this stuff. And he was able to have the surgery, but it, there's a lot of feedback, like probably what you're getting, but it's, um, it doesn't sound the same. Mm-hmm. And so he gets really frustrated. A lot of times if you're in with a big crowd, he can't hear like the one person talking. He hears just like a lot of chatter from all over. And it was just his struggle with what happened and really like having to dive into that culture and learning just to be able to survive. It was a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it, but I also am really trying to learn American Sign Language. So yeah, yeah. yeah. How's Which, it going? Bulletin on Wednesday nights. There's a group that meets there, and he's this man is um, deaf, and he, from what I couldn't try to understand, he was telling me it was he was a scuba diver. Oh, and I think he was 37. If I can, if I was doing his fingers right, he was around 37. And he went down and he came up too fast and both Ooh. of his eardrums burst. And then um, he is deaf and he's probably in his late sixties, early seventies, mid seventies. And um, he was very patient and very kind. And like, you know, when they signed like that, they're like this, the word yes. and I'm like, uh, and he's like, okay, it's. And then I'm like, that's his name is Gary. Okay. And then I was like, okay. like, and he's like, okay. <laughs> Like very slow. And he was very kind and he was really patient. So so I, you went, I went and everybody else there really is very way more advanced than I am. Yeah. So they're just blah, 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 blah. And I'm like catching a few things here, there. Like I finally got the girl was explaining how to play the game spoons. Okay. Yes. But I so but it took me a while because she's doing the cards. And then she's like telling you like this one, this one, this one are all fives and this one, this. So I was like, I was like picking it up, like just by what she was signing. And then, um, and then eventually I was like, oh, cause then they were fighting over the spoons. Yes. And she showed pictures of them playing. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely spoons. The two of them could hear um, and he couldn't at all. Um, But it's rude to talk at all. Right. So sometimes when I was like, what? So under her mask, she would tell me what the word was because it's rude to him. If people are talking and he's completely deaf and we're there to learn sign language. So you just turn off your voice completely. So, Oh, um, that's like, what I don't know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I really, really need to practice. I really need to learn more. Well, but you're starting, right? I'm starting. Yes. I think that's awesome. Do you want to start your story? Do you want me to tell you this messed up one I just found? Well, why don't you tell me yours and then I'll tell you mine. I first, I was going to tell you the story about, oh gosh, let me see if I even kept it up here. Um, this woman was, um, okay. I'm going to go through here. Her name is Jane Buckle. She's 68 years old, but this was written in, oh, it was written recently. Okay. So, um, she says that one night while she, okay, so let me go back. She was, she lives in Berkshire. Does, um, where is Berkshire? England? Longford, Berkshire. Yeah. Some England or something. Okay. She says she was watching, uh, the Vikings on the telly. The telly. And she said that when she woke up, um, she had been abducted because there was a time loss. And she said when she woke up, um, she was pregnant 
with an alien baby. So she believes that um, they either hypnotized her or put her under some sedation. And then when she came back, she was pregnant. And it didn't take her long, but she popped out this baby. <laughs> and um, she, what do you mean it didn't take her long? It wasn't it, like I think she said like 20 days. It wasn't very long that she was actually pregnant. Okay. And I could probably give you a little insight of why it wasn't so long. Okay. But um, she said that she believes that they chose her because she would give it a good life on earth. Although she's 68, maybe they don't have a very long lifespan. I don't know. Wait, she, she was 68? She's 68. Yes. And like, she has a pretty good little body, but her face looks probably 68. And she's one of those people that has big hair and lots of eye makeup, like a ton of eye makeup. And, oh yeah, she said she was pregnant for 20 days. And then she said that, um, they put her under hypnosis and she said something with the vibration, but she ended up naming her baby target Elvis. And what? Target Elvis was Target super, like, like Target like the Target. Yeah, but I don't know if like um, in England do they even have tar- tar- Target? So maybe it doesn't have the same association as it does here yeah. in the United States. Maybe it means something totally different. But she says the community has wasted no time into you know supporting her and Baby Target. They've given her lots of clothes, and they even gave her a push chair, which is a like a buggy. Yeah. Um, or a stroller. And it's stroller. actually, it looks like a really nice stroller. And um, she says that uh, she believes that she can see a lot of the similarities in her baby and her because she wears so much eye makeup. They have similar eyes. And, and she, she's going <laughs> to, what does eye makeup have to do with it? Okay. Um, well, she's saying that's why it looks like hers because they both wear, she wears lots of makeup and he's got these dark eyes. And that the people have given her lots of things and they, um, you know, love to see her out and about with the baby. And, um, he, she says that sometimes he will get out of bed and he prefers to go back into his stroller, but it looks more like, um, like a bassinet type of stroller. How and, old is uh, this child? Um, well, first of all, Melissa, <laughs> okay. me, I'm going to share my screen with you because it is definitely, um not like, a child see it's like oh a, oh and then if we go back up here if this is her with her baby <gasps> oh is it a doll there she is oh and i think you can actually get these dolls now probably at target oh yeah so that was kind of sad. Wait, wait, go back up. It said there something she is right about there with her, her not being eyes. pregnant. Oh, it says something about her not being pregnant on that first picture. Go up, keep going. It says, wait, wait, go right there under that picture of her. It says Jane Buckle, 68, explained she was not pregnant for long. Oh, before giving. Yeah. It's funny. She says it gets out of bed and goes into the stroller, but I mean, it looks like a plastic doll. Anyway. Yes. You know what, if it gives her purpose and she has something to do for the rest of her life, but like, look at, she probably didn't just start looking like this before the baby. No, probably very extravagant beforehand. Oh, I thought there was a real baby involved, but this is a doll. Yeah. It kind of looks like a, (laughs) there's no baby. Has anybody heard it talk and, or, you know what? There's not many articles about this. (laughs) Okay. 
Now, what yeah. is she dressed up like in that last picture? She looks like a go-go dancer or something. So I think she, um, who knows? She looks like a showgirl or something. Jane believes Target Elvis inherited her large, dark eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to start with that story. And then it led me to other stories. Um, there was a woman in, let's see, she's also not from the United States. Um, but she is only 45 years old. And her name is Amanda Teague, um, T-E-A-G-U-E. So I guess that's Teague. And she was a mom of five and she married a ghost of 300-year-old Haitian pirate. And she's had the best sex Arr. ever had. Arr, matey. She resembles Jack Sparrow. Because that's because she, she's having sex with herself. That's why it's the best sex of her life. Is Probably. Yeah. <laughs> She says, you know, she used to do an impersonation of Jack Sparrow. So naturally okay. she found this Jack Sparrow, real Jack Sparrow. Right. But he uh-huh. is um, actually of darker skin, but he okay. looks just like the character of Johnny Depp with darker skin. Now, and, how did she get a picture of him? Well, she does it. She is just a ghost. So when they got oh. married, they got mar- married in open water, which then makes it legal. Oh, and, okay. Um, in his place stood a a pirate flag. Oh. And then she placed her ring on a candle for him. And oh. they got married and they have a great relationship. She says it's great when they go out to eat or to movies because everything's half price because they <laughs> can't um, see him. Um, but she has great conversations. And she also said, uh, what did she say? Um, so she talks to him, like, do people talk yes. about how crazy she no, is? So she um, met him while meditating. And the first time he came to oh. her, she said, leave me alone. I'm doing this. And he just would, he wouldn't stop. And okay. so she claims that when they are intimate, that um, she actually can feel the pressure, um, the weight of the spirit in their touch. And she says, um, it is a much deeper partner deeper yes so this article then led me to another one have you ever heard of oh god i gotta go back to this a lotus birth no okay so there was a woman and um i gotta figure out where she was from because i was like really she has she cannot be from the united states either a lot of weirdos other places i think (laughs) oh i think there's plenty of weirdos everywhere (laughs) so michelle lewis is 36 years old and okay. she has a partner, Edward, who's 34 years old. Okay. And a lot of times, I guess, if you have a lotus birth, that means you don't cut the umbilical cord when you um, have a baby. You oh, dear. naturally fall off, right? Oh, dear. So, um, she had this not okay, to her baby for five days before it fell off. The average is three to seven days. Hers okay. took five days. They actually named it Alice. And they, Wait, they, they, they named the extension, the umbilical cord. And they, no, they, they named the placenta that was attached. Oh, yes. okay. And so she, they kept it until it naturally separated from the belly button. Okay. And okay. They preserved it. <laughs> they put it like in maybe a pan or a dish next to it. Okay. And they kept, oh. um, what did they put on it? It was kind of like, oh, they dried, dried herbs. They washed it every day. Um, they what? put salt and thyme on it. 
What? And they left it um, attached to the baby for the five days. And then afterwards, they actually buried it to give it back to Mother Earth. And um, they, you know, liked it for, you know, giving the baby everything that it needs. And the weird, not the weird thing is, but this woman is a, um, she's a nurse. And she is, let me see what she, what it said exactly what she is, because um, she is a clinical nurse aromatherapist and she works in the mental health for elderly research for various, and then they do various research um, for the placenta. And then um, her son is a boy, but um, the placenta, they named it the girl. And um, let's see. Um, I'm going to share my screen because this is, it looks like um, an old steak. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's going to keep the umbilical cord to do some art with it. Um, I did want to mention, sorry, I didn't mention this earlier, but the alien baby. Yeah. Um, she, uh, that baby wasn't a boy or a girl. It was both. Okay. Okay. Um, how do I share my? Oh, here, share screen. Does she say that the alien baby talks or? Uh, she didn't say or... anything. She says it got out. Can you see the placenta? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's disgusting. She said, you know, she had a doula, and okay. um, here's another thing that I never thought people actually do. But does the boy, the husband, actually get in the water with the wife? <laughs> well, I mean, clearly they her. Do, but. Um, they did it okay, all. seconds after this baby, the baby is nursing. That's impressive. They just stick it right up there. And then here's the bowl with all the herbs. Oh, oh why the and herbs? Then, Are they going to eat it? Because I, I have heard well, of people but, like, it. Let's, I don't think this cord looks pretty white. Like there's nothing in there. Yeah, no. But if it was feeding the baby, is it good to have like kosher, kosher salt and thyme so, and all so that actually, stuff it's going to the strange it's kind of strange that you would bring this up because I just read like one of the myths about childbirth is that you need to cut the cord. Cause I always heard that if you didn't cut the cord, you'd bleed to death. Right. Uh, I thought it was the, so the baby would breathe on its own. No, apparently okay. it's totally unnecessary to do other than it's attached to you. Yeah. I guess maybe that maybe a complication the mom could bleed out of it or whatever. But I was reading that the baby starts breathing on its own and it's of no use to the baby after it's born. So I, I don't think the baby's not getting any nutrients from it anymore. Maybe they just cut it so that they can move the baby away and then the well, mom can get rid of the placenta. Yeah. And let yeah. It like got to get okay, that out. Right. Carrying around a placenta. And maybe they did, and I, did they, did they cut it like in the 1800s? I mean, what's the salt in the sage? Is that to flavor it or is that to uh, like? Well, because they believe it. it was still giving the baby nutrients and things that it needed before it fell off. And it, she said it also kept the smell down. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> that's, imagine a steak yeah. out for five days. Oh, stop. But they stop. wash it every day. <laughs> stop. You know, when I cook steak and I have the, the, you know, the little foam thing that you leave out and if you don't throw it right away and you open it next morning, like, Oh yeah. Well, it's like a bloody pad. I mean, this is, this is just blood people. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, like it was right to eat it. She said she felt like it was, it was, or was it? Okay. Okay. She felt like she needed to give it back to the earth. So they did bury it near like his grandma's tree or something. 
I do feel like this is something your mother would have been all into. My, no, my dad, my mom, oh. my mom wasn't that way. My dad was. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that could have been part of, part of the problem. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that she wasn't into it. Yeah. Or that he was so like different, you know? Oh, like, that's a hard no for me. I'm going to just, yeah, I'm, I don't need to keep it. I will tell you that it was an, I, I was in high school though. I was babysitting for some people and they're like, okay, well, you know, um, or maybe somebody told me that at this house, I can't remember how this went, but somehow I learned that in their freezer was the placenta from their second child. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't know why you're keeping that. What's the, the, nanny that, the lady that I nannied for, I think one of the kids like accidentally either killed like their hamster or rat or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was winter. So they put it in the freezer and they were going to like have a ceremony the, in the spring and then they just forgot about it <laughs> like cleaning out the refrigerator I'm like okay oh. I'm sorry but it doesn't get that cold here you can still put a shovel in the ground and put the put the animal know, in the but I don't know if you'd have the same meaning of burying it in the spring for the kids as you would if like you did it right away what's the meaning the meaning it's is like, like you know like the closure of life and like yes but you know by then they're like already onto the next animal or whatever like um but they didn't even do it. So why wait for a while? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. You could have just buried it when it died. I'm just <laughs> like, it's not that cold here that you can't get a shovel in the ground and put the darn animal in. I don't I mean, know. Sometimes that chicken. can get really hard in the last summer. I couldn't even like get the shovel in the ground without getting the big roller tiller thing. Really? Like I got Invisalign. Oh, Nice. And I came. Now I can actually braces for for five years, six years. <laughs> it's so bad. I even have to have rubber bands with my invisible. Oh, shut up! <laughs> you had you had rubber bands for like four years. I had my braces for four and a half years, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to switch yeah. to Invisalign to finish out this thing. Yeah. So the funny thing is, they oh I don't think gosh. they wanted to tell me, but. They said, I have trays for 16 weeks at the change amount every week. And then in four weeks, they're going to put spacers in the bottom because it, it's like too crowded or something. And so yeah, it's like, and like, yeah, so they're going to put spacers in to make that spread out a little bit more. And I'm thinking, okay, so <laughs> how many more weeks after the 16? Yeah. So, I mean, hope, I don't know. I'm just grateful that it's almost over. When I got there, they're like, we need an extra 3250. And I was like, um, yeah, no. I'm like $32 and 50 cents. Like, what is yeah. that for? And they're like, oh, for the Invisalign. I'm like, listen, I've had braces for four and a half years. And then yeah. I paid. This is malpractice. And I'm, he never said about anything more. Wait, so and you I, paid for the Invisalign, the extra for the Invisalign? I, I had to pay for like the initial thing, like when they okay. did scans and then they okay. send them away because I think that's what they get charged. Right. How um, much was that? I'm not saying. I'm just saying I wanted it to get done. So I just it was went. more than a couple thousand. It was like a couple thousand no, dollars. 1600. Um, it was under $1,500. Okay. 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 That's fine. Anyway. So, but, um, but when I, I go in there and they're telling me, I know I owe like another 32. I was like, no, I wouldn't have never taken no. this off if you're going to charge me that. And in fact, if my this line is more than six months, I'm going to request my braces money back. back. Yes. 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 And just because it's, and she could tell, like, I was like, no, I've already paid for my braces. 
I've been doing this for four and a half years. I'm not buying another thing that was never yeah. an option. So no. And so they went back and they're like, oh, and then he apologized. So oh, sorry for that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's okay. She was, you know, it probably just came up in the records, but I was like, I wasn't going to pay for that. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> this is malpractice at this point, in my opinion, he I should not be an orthodontist. Well, and it could have been my original orthodontist who pulled some teeth to make room. And that this other guy might've done it differently. And now they're trying to like, I mean, but honestly, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the, the hard pass on this one. Okay. And well, yeah. whatever. I was just trying to make myself feel better. Well, <laughs> you're very kind to have paid for the Invisalign. I think, I think they I'm just you, saying if it's much longer, I'm just going to ask for that other money from the braces back. Right. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And the people that you're going through, it's a big company. So I don't know who you talk to, but that's just not okay. Yeah. I wouldn't even know either, but, and I, I mean, I really like my orthodontist. He's very kind, but I'm, and I think well, kindness, being, yeah. like you have two seconds with each patient. Like it's not Yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like with the line, it's actually like a computer-based program Correct. that brings all of this. So I feel like they, that machine is knowing how to move everything. Correct. To, where he's got two minutes to decide on something that's going to take me, you know, two months to come back. Well, and also they know the end game. So like they've yes. already got it mapped up. They know how long it's going to take and yeah. they should be able to tell you your orthodontist. I, I well, did. They it. said they had the, the, the trays for 16 weeks, but they don't have to reevaluate or something. I don't yeah, know. They, they redo, but they know, they know approximately it's going to be X amount of time. Yeah. And maybe they just, that, they'll just get a new set. Basically they do, they see how well your teeth are moving and then they do the next trays based on how well you moved the, the first set, mm -hmm. but they have an approximation already of how long it's going to take. And did it may be, yes, I did. Like I have a habit of like putting them in and then trying to suck the, like the air or the oh. stuff out of it. So my tongue is super sore and I don't even oh. realize I'm doing it. So oh. huh. whatever it's my own. Well, the only thing for me, are you having any soreness? Cause when I'd get the new, it was like every other tray. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply would be really, really tight. And that would be sore. So I'd take some so it's Tuesday, it's on the Friday. I've only had these since Tuesday and just today, like I don't actually have to take something. Okay. That, so it doesn't hurt. They actually yeah. feel totally fine, but I'm also not wearing the rubber bands currently. Okay. Um, but it probably takes a few days and then they, they're hurt for the first. And, but week. then if for some reason it was the next set of trays didn't really hurt, but then the next set of trays really hurt. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but yeah, I kind of experienced that. Yeah. Well, so I, we have had a lot going on and I just was really struggling with what story to tell. So I decided to story, start, tell you a story today about a solved cold case. Oh, good. And it's one of those cases that is from the DNA. And I can't, I know we've said it here before and I'll say it again is 
one of the greatest, I think, uh, modern inventions is able to go back and solve some of the cold cases that happened so long ago. So this one actually happened in Iowa. Uh, Michelle Martinko, she was born on October 6th of 1961. And in 1978, she was a gorgeous 18 year old girl and she went to the local brand new mall and it was like an indoor, you know, kind of like a Washington square. It was kind of when they first started doing those. And she went to this Cedar, she lived in Cedar Rapids and I couldn't tell where the mall was exactly in Cedar Rapids, but anyways, it was this brand new mall and she went with $180 in her purse, which I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of money. And she went, she was going for Christmas presents because um, it was close to Christmas. And a friend of her, she saw a friend of hers from high school at a local store in the mall as you know, her night was ending. And he actually walked her to the mall door and she put on her hat because really, really cold. And she left the mall. And that was the last he would see of her. He went back and finished his shift. And um at 4.30 in the morning, she was found by police dead in her car. She still had the $180 and she was stabbed multiple times and wounded from fighting back and she was dead. Um, and this case obviously went years and years and years. But after the Golden State Killer, the detectives that were actually kind of had her cold case on their desk decided and actually his wife had mentioned, oh, wouldn't that be cool if you could use some of that technology that they used for the Golden State Killer on your Michelle Martinko case? And the de detective kind of went, hmm, maybe I could. And so they actually had some DNA from her dress and the car. So they he took it to the company um, that could do this kind of thing, and they actually were able to get a hit of a family member to this person in the state of Washington. Wow. Ah, local, local. And it led them to three brothers in Iowa, Jerry, Kenneth, and Donald Burns. That's so weird. I just read this case. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Actually, this week. But keep going. Yeah, this okay. was good. Yeah. Yeah. So they found these three brothers that it was most likely one of them. So they went to the town. Um, the, the boys all kind of lived in the same area, but not in the same town. And so they first started with one brother and they kind of watched him for a day. They were all kind of entrepreneurs had become, you know, businessmen Was um, one in the military. You know, I didn't read that part. I thought the one was in the military. Okay. Okay. I did not read that part, but, um, Renton, Washington as well. I it didn't, I didn't okay. get that right. part either. It was just Washington state anyways. Um, so basically they went to the first brother, watched him for a little while and he had left a pizza place. So they grabbed his straw, tested his DNA. It was negative. They went to the second brother and got his DNA through his like trash or whatever and checked it negative. So then the one that they least likely thought it would be, they went um, and got also got a straw, I think it was, um, or some DNA. Oh, well, maybe it was a glass. Anyways, got some DNA from him, something he'd thrown out and tested his DNA and they got a match. 
And so they actually have video undercover video of going in and chatting with him at his place of work. And he completely just is acts oblivious. I, he, to me, he looked like a, a totally guilty man, but, um, he said he has no idea, not him, you know, not going to give his DNA. Oh, actually, I think he did give his DNA and said, check my DNA, check my DNA, but he never confessed to this. And it was a match. Obviously they, he went to trial in 2020. And I should also note kind of a cool thing is that they charged him with this case on the 39th anniversary of her death, which was on purpose. Um, and he, he, just recently last year, a jury found him guilty and he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And the jury, uh, testimony was two weeks and they deliberated for three hours. Mm. He, um, this whole case had really tortured her parents and they both passed away in 1995 and 98 respectively. And the, sorry, the dad was 1995. I think the mother was 1998, but her sister was able to finally know that the case had been solved. And I just find this technology absolutely groundbreaking in. Did he know her? Were they related? You said it was like, a he's family. never said a word, never said a word. Yeah. Did, the fam- did they know the family lived there at one time? No, they don't know who it was. In fact, they, the mother, they have the mother's diaries. She went to her death thinking that it was either the ex-boyfriend of Michelle because they kind of broken up in you know, not so great terms. I think like a lot of teenagers, right. Or the boy that had walked her to the door of the mall. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they just didn't have a clue and why. And it seems like it was just a crime of opportunity. He didn't even take the money. So the question is, was he just, you know, sexually tortured and wanted to have sex with a girl and then ended up killing her? I'm not exactly sure why you stabbed her, but there's no known connection between them. Um, he lived in an outlying city from her. So they really don't even know why he's never spoken. He says he's not well, guilty. Unless they like knew each other. Like, would he have to kill her because he knew her and then she would be able to identify him? Well, right. I think, you know, I think at some point, or maybe he just accidentally killed her. He thought he was just going to rape her. He accidentally kills her. And then, but he stabbed her. Shit. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. But they caught him. That's just it. Like, I think these people who had like did these horrific crimes years ago are probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh shit. I mean, crossing their fingers and hoping, but you know, like what kind of torture are they living knowing that they could have any time? Yes. And I remember um, Carolyn Mays, I think is her name or Hayes, Carolyn Mays. She would always say like, if you're not true to yourself and you're not doing um, like what's right. Yeah. It's like you, all of that stuff will create illness, which then could create cancers and other illnesses. So I'm imagining somebody who, well, first of all, has a conscious and actually thinks about stuff like this and worries about it. Cause it's probably different for like a sociopath who can completely disconnect. But over time you feel like you probably, it's probably years that you don't even think about it. And then there's probably times that things come up where you're like on guard. And now with this whole DNA, 
I bet some of these people are actually making themselves very sick. They're getting all kinds of illnesses because they're just carrying on this guilt and not, you know. Well, and the video of him, you know, they come in and they're like, well, we're, you know, working on a cold case. And he's like, oh, he's like, and we have reason to believe that, you know, you are the killer. And he's like, hmm, why is that? I mean, just calm as a cucumber, but like not the reaction that you or I would give. I mean, if somebody came in and said, Hey, Leslie, we think you killed the guy. You'd be like, what? I had, I think it was was the, um, just like the community police officers. I think they're the, like the newbies that get hired to the department They were in front of my house. Yeah. And I was walking up and then I walked over to the grass. I'm like, are you here for me? (laughs) And he goes, should we be? And I said, well, I don't think so, but I have four kids. Like, and he's like, no, this guy's hired. Um, and I'm just showing him the local parks. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> Don't I, go, scare you oh, like I that. saw beer by my door. I'm assuming you didn't leave that. And they <laughs> laughed. And, um, but I was like, um, you know, I felt weird just having yes. that in front of my house. Like, and I'm like, oh God, what are they doing here? And what did my kids do? Why are they there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody came to me and one of my DMs, yes. they thought I was, I'd be like, wait a minute, where was this thing? Who yes. was the person? What do you yeah. think? Right? Like, what makes you think it's me? Like, I'd be asking right. all kinds of questions. Right. And I'd be like, I need an attorney first. Like, what? Yeah. you know, and you'd be immediately shocked. This guy didn't look shocked. Yeah. He mm-hmm. didn't look alarmed. He looked just like, oh, why is that? Oh, and then they were like, you know, why did you do this? You know, we already have your DNA from you know, trash and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, check the DNA, check the DNA. You know, that was all his he's response. Probably just hoping that it wasn't like it. I don't know. Like it, I don't know. It was I weird. Like, I don't know. I did see another case. Cause I was watching, I was reading a bunch that were like just recently, um, you know, uh, they just solved this- them. Yeah, right? so, and there yeah. was another one where the, the three brothers and they assumed that they were able to rule out these couple other ones and then this other one and i think i might be getting confused with the army one with the okay. case but when i think they went to go arrest him um it was like he had committed suicide at that point oh. but, um i might have been confused with that case when it comes to the whole army part of it well um, i think that we've done other cases where there were brothers and we then they had to figure out which of the brothers had done it. So I, I feel like I've heard stories before yeah. too about, you know, they narrowed it down to brothers. Yeah. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me that there's, you know, more of that, but I yeah, I, just, I yeah. saw um, a case once where this guy was just looking at Google maps in his area. And yeah. he said, um, like, I think his house backed up to this lake or this river or something and on google maps he could see that there was something submerged in the water but Mm -hmm. from the land you couldn't see it and so he i think he ended up um calling the authorities or whatever and they were able to pull out a car and it was a cold case so i was thinking some of our things that you know like i think when couples go missing and it was a late night of partying we can maybe assume that they went off into the water like maybe we need to research some of those and look at google maps and see if we can see some of that so do you remember the missing bridesmaid? Yes. So when I was researching that, and if you go on, you can find people that are in the comment section that are like, Hey, I've, you know, found this Google maps of the river and I'm looking at this and this looks like something. Yeah. And there are people that are doing that Yeah. and, um, that are looking at that stuff. And I think even one was like a YouTuber. Yeah. 
that was following the case and saying, yeah. you know, look at these spots. But yeah, I think that that's, I, I just don't know what with Google Maps, I guess it'd be, you'd have or to go Google, Google Live. Earth. Yeah, Google Earth Live, right? Because Google Maps is a version of that. Like, Yes, I think because you'd want it to be updating, like current. I was reading um, or listening to something today that said now is the good time to actually find um, missing. I, I was looking into Summer, summer Wells. And I'm not going to tell you about the case because I am going to research it, but I was looking into researching it. Was for the there day. any updates on that? Um, no, but okay. they are still searching. And the guy was saying, look, this is a good time to be searching because the leaves are dropping and some things are changing. The waters are a little bit lower than they will be. And it's before the snow. I don't know how the leaves dropping is a good thing because I think it, I don't know, but I guess because the bushes aren't full. Right. You can yeah. see kind of in the bushes, but you still have all those leaves, but they're using cadaver dogs. So they are searching for her. I don't know that one. I, I think that the parents aren't like the most upstanding Norman Rockwell kind of parents, but I'm just not, I'm just not sure on that one. So anyways, I got to do some research and right. Because as soon as I assume or think something, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just cause they're not wealthy and not maybe these, this picture of upstanding, you know, ideal parents, probably like kids, like we were back when we were kids where you yeah. just roamed everywhere and you yeah. went and played in the woods and you didn't worry about, you know, connecting on your phone and like knowing exactly where everybody is at every yeah. time. Like there would be hours when I was young that my parents had no idea where I was. Yeah. But as long as I was home before that light came on, yeah, then we were fine. And then even yeah. after the light was on, I could still be close by and play kick the can or whatever it was that right. we would play. But they don't play like that anymore. Right. Right. But I think in some of these rural areas, they, they do. do. And there's a lot of judgment about those parents that let those kids do that. And I don't think there's, I don't think that's fair. No, I don't think that that means that they're bad parents. I think that, you know, they have, and I'm not even going to call them old fashioned values, but that the, that's the only way I can think of saying it. Cause I'm old is just saying it's, it's an older way of life that we used to be able to have. Like we live in a suburban area and people on, on general don't do that. But, you know, I lived in a rural area. I grew up in a rural area. You know, it's not rural anymore, but it was then. And so it just wasn't uncommon, I guess. It was commonplace. We didn't lock our front door, you know? And so honestly, I miss some of those things sometimes. Me too. Me too. Like, I think we, we're all like, I mean, I, I'm trying to- All up in our kids' Michael, business. I'm constantly looking at my phone and I'm like, yeah. why? Like, I, I, I just feel like we're, our kids are missing a whole lot of, different things that we independent we learn to be resourceful creative and, yeah like think outside the box and make things Correct. from nothing yes I, mean, I did in my household <laughs> yes yeah and we we got creative with things and we spent more time out in nature and and now you, you know, just get on amazon and order it and <laughs> yeah other things, and right? you don't make your own your halloween Costume. Well, and there's so many things like right now I'm like, Ooh, I see these crafts. I have a whole bunch of crafts that I like to do when April gets here. Yeah. And, um, or maybe even during Thanksgiving break. And part of me is like, okay, Lucy's like, that looks like a lot of work. Like, <laughs> well, but years ago that wouldn't have been, Yeah, that would be just what you did. And like yeah. that, I mean, I could buy that thing I wanted to make for a lot less than I am going to craft it. Right. You can't say that you 
made, made it. it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so hard now. It's just so yeah. different. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. So that's my, that's my story. And your, your grandma never showed up. I know. She has two minutes. Grandma, are you grandma? Show up. Light up. Light up the light. It's not that hard. Just get near yeah. it. Touch it. Feel it was it. lighting up over here. I mean, like, what's the problem? Well, I wonder if, um, the feedback from your computer, maybe the energy. I know that was my question is, was it too close to the, to the wall? Like, come on, grandma. I don't know. I know. Light up somebody. Yeah. Can be anybody. I don't anyone care. just show anyone. up right now. Anyone, anyone. Well, so next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, I will be going back to the Wolf Creek. Oh, and we're okay. going to go hunt there again. And then we're going down to California to Eureka. Ooh. I think that's where I'm going because um, Jeanette sent us that restaurant that's haunted. So okay. I'm going to go eat there. Okay. And then we found a haunted hotel there. Okay. And then we're going to head back home. So now is Michael going to come with you on this one? No. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be you Me and Lucy. Lucy? Okay. I'm going to talk Deegan into coming because he went to the yes. work before. Yes. And I mean, what else is he going to do? Yeah. Um, get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, there, I'm now getting emails because I have all these volunteers. So we're, I'm building our snowboard team currently. Okay. And tonight we're supposed to work the concession stands because that would be a thousand dollars that we could earn for our team. Right. But because the power is out, like, I don't uh, know if there's going to be a game. And now I've got parents asking me, one but I, I couldn't imagine it's seven hours from now that the power wouldn't be on. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. So, and then also how long does it take to fire up? What, how, why is the power out? I have no idea. So up power like, always goes up like us. We get junior high and the high school. And I don't know. Um, huh. And the community school or something is also close. Uh, not all of the district, just some of it, which sucks huh. for some of the kids. But Yeah. Well, I will say this, like us, we go always goes out of power if anybody's going to go out of power it's going to be like us we go yeah but why doesn't a school like that have a generator oh god do you know the generators that it would require to do that plus you couldn't you couldn't power those football lights that's true i just imagine that it's going to be back on soon i would think so too i would think so too all i know is i have to go there about three and turn on the hot water so that we will have (laughs) hot dogs and yeah cup of noodles and hot chocolate. Well, and I'm thinking, I don't know this, but wouldn't it take a while to turn on the lights too? Like, don't they I'll have them know. beam up? Well, the game doesn't start till seven. Okay. So, okay. I mean, really, they won't have the power on by seven tonight. I would I mean, think I so. Know. I would think so. Well, you wow. know what? You should stay curious about that. I am. I'm so curious. You should stay suspicious. I'm so suspicious. Why did it go out in the first place? But stay open. I'm to open to all kinds of ideas. <laughs> that the power may or may not be on. That's right. <laughs> Melissa, it was a pleasure meeting with me today. I know that you're so busy. So thank you. I love doing this. I love, you know, meeting with you and chatting with you. And I always love our talks. Um, I just have to carve out that time, get the research. done. I have literally not stopped working until 11 p.m. every single night. So, and, well, and this is why we weren't able to meet last week. Like you yes. were just super busy and yes, and it, it was and totally had a, fine. Except I had owners, a, if they're counting on us, then I, know. I had a family memorial and you know, the oh, yeah, that was right. I, I, I think everybody's yeah, got your dog down. died. I know. I know. I was like, Oh, cause somebody goes to a picture of her dog and said family memorial. And then yes. else. Okay. So I was like, Oh my God, her dog died. And then you no. said, but I knew earlier you had texted me about your uncle. 
Yes. And so I was like, well, and then all the, then I, you were like, I'm so sorry, everybody. Like, I know. Well, somebody texted me. It's so, not my dog. It was just my uncle. Truth be told. I know exactly. <laughs> truth be told. I took Facebook off of my phone, the app, but when I in- post Instagram, it goes to Facebook. Yes. So I'm not checking Facebook. I don't know that people are leaving those comments. And, um, so somebody texted me and goes, Oh my gosh, what happened to Molly? And I'm like, Molly who? Cause my dog's Maggie. So she just gotten the name wrong. And she's like your dog. And I'm like, nothing. And she's like, see your post. And I, I was just like, Oh, we're traveling. She you loves know, traveling. She yes. loves traveling and she loves sleeping and snuggling up on the bed. And so we were snuggling on the bed. And so, yeah, that was the, my bad. And you're right. It was a poorly written little note there, <laughs> but my, my uncle did pass and, um, it is very sad and, you know, he will be very, very missed. He, his name is Fred Bumgartner. He was 78. He should show up right now. Fred. Oh, yeah. Fred Come behind us. Give it Go to, ahead and give it turn to on her light while you're here. Cause we're talking about you, Fred. Yes. He was an avid fisherman. Oh my gosh. He, um, just Those fishermen, they get that, that bug. And then they just, they keep going. They just, he, that's all they think about. He was the epitome of that stereotype about fishermen. And I remember growing up and he would take my dad and my uncles out fishing and they would literally be hours late and they were supposed to be at home at five and they'd come home like eight or nine. And the women would be pissed because they made dinner and blah, 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 which I was like, tell them to warm it up. Like we all ate your, 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 whatever. Yeah. But he literally was on Fred time. It was always on Fred time. Which time are you going to be there? I mean, he'd be up at the crack of dawn to fish, but then never arrive back home when he was supposed to. I mean, just crazy, crazy fishermen, like just addicted to fishermen. And this is the best part about him. Well, one of the best parts about him is that he loved fishing, but he loved nothing more than watching other people get joy from fishing. So, um, I should send you the picture of Jacob with his first fish with Fred. He went fishing with my uncle Fred and he caught a 40 pound salmon, 40 pounds. That's like, a gosh. So I think he was like a 20 pound baby can turn around in their car seat. So we're thinking that's almost like a two-year-old it was as tall as he was. Yeah. I have a picture where it, the, the fish from tip to tail was as tall as Jacob was. I think Jacob was like maybe nine or 10. I can't remember. And when he got it on the line, my uncle looked at my husband and said, don't you dare pull that in for him. And Eric's like, hit your pole. Like what if he lets go of it, whatever he goes, I don't care about that pole, but I want that boy to bring that in. And he goes, okay, can I hold on to his pants? And he goes, yes, you can hold on to his pants. So he held on to Jacob's pants while Jacob churn, churn, churn. That's like a dog food bag. I'm just imagining like how much it's huge. I will send that to you. Um, and it was actually at the memorial. And then you can see that the other boat, they were with another boat, took pictures of them pulling that fish in. That's really cool. And, um, and what a moment for him. Yes, yes, yeah. huge. And when they got off, when they came home, got off the boat, I mean, my Uncle Fred's smile was just radiating up his face. He was so excited. And you would have thought he would have caught the fish, right? right. And apparently there's, they have a big, um, this was in gold beach and they have a big fisherman 
contest, like who gets the biggest fish or whatever, had it been the previous weekend or the next weekend, I can't remember. Um, Jacob would have had cotton, like the big fish. Right. But because it was the previous or whatever weekend he didn't. So, but it was such a great memory. And, um, he also did amazing things in his life and wanted nothing more than his boys to succeed. So I'm sort of summarizing his life into, you know, one aspect, but, um, he'd been married also, this is his 58th wedding anniversary. Was he just old or what did something happen? 58. Oh, he was, yes, he, they're saying he died of age related causes, but he, had been a smoker his entire life and he liked the pipe. He had stopped smoking the pipe probably 20 years ago, but he was an avid pope, uh, pipe smoker. I remember going to their house and always smelling like pipe. Um, and so he had OCPD really, really bad. So he'd been on oxygen for at least five years and high powered stuff the last few years. So, you know, it was just, it was something you for very long. So, but he passed peacefully. That's kind of the good part, you know, it wasn't a tragic or horrible death. It was, you know, he was in comfort, comfort mode and, uh, he just passed on his terms. So, so yeah, very opportunity. You know, I don't know about you, but your aunts and uncles, Sometimes you don't know their previous life. Like you only know them from your perspective and what you remember of them. But, you know, hearing all the stories and hearing about, um, I didn't know that I can't, I can't believe this. I didn't know that he was a volunteer fireman, Mm -hmm. uh, for the rural area that he lived in. And I didn't know a lot of the things about his, you know, his beginnings. I didn't know also that, um, my aunt and he had met in high school. I did know that part, but that they had actually gotten married in 1961 and then had left, um, Hillsborough, their hometown in 1963. So they really hadn't lived here in Portland for a long, long, long time. And I just, I guess, I guess I hadn't put all those dates together and didn't kind of know all that stuff. So. Was- I want to tell you one last thing. Goes for oh, the yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, well, I was really hoping Fred will still show up. I'm gonna- okay. 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 So um, my neighbors across the way, remember we went and go sunned out at their house and there was nothing. Yes. Um, and you have, and- but you have that weird picture of the outside of their house. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm, that could just be a weird picture. I just thought it was, okay. weird. but she okay. said, how are you friend? We wanted to tell you that we've had some major Diane activity later because, or recently, um, or sorry, they said lately, I don't know. I keep changing the word. <laughs> um, and Diane used to live in that house and she okay. ended up dying, um, passing away, but she died at a, um, a hospital, but she loved that house. Okay. She was an amazing cook um, okay. and she loved like her kids and everything. So she, it wouldn't surprise me if she's connected to that house. And I, okay. I said, really, what is she up to? And she said, she flung one of those heavy pressure cooker lids into the kitchen across the counter and into the sink. And she turned on the TV and I said, um, maybe because she loved the holidays and she's just hanging around. Does she seem mad? And she says, she doesn't seem mad more like she wants to be recognized and noticed. I think, uh, she has been in the kitchen a lot too. She was staged the other day, but it seems like it didn't work. I go, she was an amazing cook and she died right before Christmas. And she says, 
that makes sense. Was she nice? And I said, yes, very. I go, you would have loved her. And so I said, let me know if there's a time where I can come over and investigate. Like, yeah, I wanted, but um, I just thought that was interesting. And especially because we're moving into the holidays. No wonder she's in the kitchen trying to work and people are messing. And so like, does she know that she's dead? Does she, uh, is she in a different, does it look like we look and she thinks yeah. she's in there cooking? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Her family's not there. Like, is she by herself? Like, I mean, or is I she think this just, is all the things we want to know, right? No, it's so weird. Like, and they said like downstairs, she has dropped pictures off the wall. And really? one of the pictures, like it was like a, it's like a wooden piece of wood yeah. and they painted on the wood. And now that's even broken if, after it's fallen off the wall. There was a picture that was not just on the floor. Like if it drops, it would just hit the floor, but it was across the room. Does she not like these said pictures? Like what's well, that's what that? I said. I go, what are they pictures of? And they said, they're just like um, pictures of like Mount Hood or, you know, it's like a scene on there. And I was like, yeah, so maybe she's just trying to be noticed or something. I don't know. But I was like, Ooh, that's kind of interesting and cool. Interesting. Yeah, she was only like, I think 50 when she died. So, oh, whoa, why, yeah. why'd she die? Well, um, she was, uh, a heavy drinker. Okay. And um, then she got pneumonia. So they say that she died of pneumonia. I think her body couldn't handle, um, you know, yeah, recovering from that because of all the damage that was done with the drinking. When your body isn't healthy, it's hard to stay curious, stay suspicious, stay open. Thank you listeners. And we will see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.